our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your host, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. I am so pumped to talk about this today. You know how much I love a good discussion about money and relationships and what better topic than to discuss prenups. Have you, Sonia, ever had a prenup? Are you asking me for someone that's known me for over 20 years? No, I haven't had a prenup. Have you? I haven't had a prenup either. So for anyone listening, please understand that we are talking about something that we actually have not had a chance to do yet. So take it with a grain of salt. We're also without law degrees. This is our opinions as opposed to the law or the final say. And we also have not been in the position of someone that's had a prenup. However, we have opinions. However, we have opinions. And we also have friends and family that have had prenups and friends and family that haven't and have gotten divorced and have lost a lot of things, money, assets. So we speak from the experiences of others. A prenup, and this is the exact dictionary definition of one, a prenuptial agreement or a premarital agreement, commonly referred to as a prenup. It is a written contract entered into by a couple prior to marriage or a civil union that enables them to select and control many of the legal rights they acquire upon getting together and what happens when their marriage eventually ends by death or divorce. How fun and fresh does that sound? Does that not make you want to go get a prenup like right away? It makes me want to find someone to marry just so I could get a prenup. So it is a legal document. A lawyer does need to be present. They need to be there as a witness and they also need to sign the document. And there is a cost involved in getting a prenup too. So if you live in New Zealand or in the United States, it is dependent on what state you live in and what city you live in in New Zealand as well. But it can cost anywhere between $1,000 to $3,000. And I don't know if this is going to be surprising to you, Sim, but a prenup has actually existed since ancient Egyptian times. Really? I did not know that. Fun fact, it has. So in ancient Egyptian times, a prenup, it could either be written or verbal, and essentially it came to be because of property to determine how like valuable a bride was. So a bride's dowry or bride well, that still exists in so many cultures and societies to this day in terms of why a prenup came to be. In this modern age, you know, I think the general 
gist that people have of prenups. It is to protect the assets that you have, the properties that you have, the wealth that you have. Can you take us a little bit deeper into why people actually get one? It's interesting because you know, in the era of like pop culture, we hear about like gold diggers and, you know, Kanye West's famous song. And you have like a very interesting way of looking at money when it comes to two different people in a marriage. And there's this weird misconception that prenups are just to protect like the wealthier partner or often the guy and that, you know, in a heteronormative relationship, the woman is the one that's, you know, going to benefit the most from a prenup. But the truth is a prenup is protecting both spouses. And if you really want to get technical, every country already has a prenup set out for you. So if you don't get a prenup with your partner, like if me and Sonia were together, and we didn't have a prenup and we got divorced, the laws of the country we're in in New Zealand or the laws of the country we were in somewhere else, whether it be in the States, whether it be, you know, in India, they already have a preset guideline for what happens to mine and Sonia's money when we get divorced. So you're already signing yourself up to a prenup on how your money with your partner is going to be split according to the government And you haven't even signed that document. That's just you agreeing to it. So if you get a prenup, you get to choose on your own terms how you want things to be split up. It just makes so much more sense. Now, what do you actually get in a prenup? What can you include and not include? There's a couple of things, whether that be property that you acquired before you were married or even during your marriage. You can say anything that I buy with my own name gets, you know, taken by me. Your education funds or retirement funds, again, things that you've gotten before marriage or even during marriage. You can also have ongoing spousal financial obligations, like for every year married, you give me this much, or at the end of the marriage, if we divorce, you know, so-and-so agrees to pay 10% of their income to you. One of the things that I find the most important is the spousal debt asset to it. So let's say your spouse accumulates a lot of debt before marriage, you get married, you're working on the debt together because that's what you guys have chosen to do. If you break up, your debt can technically be 50% of yours to deal with if you don't have a prenup for that. That is stressful. You could have someone that has unfortunately gone through a lot pre-marriage, racked up $100,000 of debt, you're working on it together, but if you break up, now it's $50,000 of debt that you have. That's a lot of money to not get a prenup for. The other important thing to understand with why people get prenups is you can also get a prenup for anything that happens later down the track, money that you get later down, for example, from your inheritance. If you are expecting an inheritance from your family, you can get that built into your prenup that, you know, if me and Sonia get married and Sonia might have, you know, a very rich auntie who decides to give her a home when her auntie you know, unfortunately passes away, that can be, you know, separate. And and Sonia can say, we'll bring it into our home. But if anything happens and we do divorce, that that house goes with me. So it's safeguarding things that have happened to you in the past, but also safeguarding your present and your future. Yes, money, but also assets, also obligations that are related to money and payouts for life insurance is also something that you can get built in. The only thing that it doesn't cover is child 
related custody battle situations like visitations, child support, because the courts are basically like, look, we don't want you bargaining with children's, you know, rights as part of your prenup. Like, fair enough. I wouldn't want to know as a child that like before I was even born, like mum chose to only get me like three days a week. Do you know what I mean? I feel like there's separate processes in place within the separation legal process or like the divorce legal process that will take care of that. You know, at that point, if you included a child in a prenup, you're basically treating them like an asset or like a liability. <laughs> They're all liabilities. I'm kidding. I think that tackles the biggest misconception I feel that there is about prenups like around they're just to secure the wealthier person or just to secure money in general those are so many things that I wouldn't have even thought about I wanted to take the time to kind of debunk like a few other myths about prenups the very first misconception is that prenups are only for wealthy people But the truth is, is that any couple, no matter what your financial situation is, they can benefit from a prenup. And I think one of the things that people forget is that when you come together in a marriage or when you make the decision to live together or be with someone long term, there are legal implications of that. It's just, it's not very romantic to talk about. And I feel like Even if just say you make $50,000 each per year, one of the benefits of getting a prenup is that it proactively like resolves a few potential future money disputes, which saves you a lot of time and peace of mind. Because what if you start getting wealthy during the relationship? What if you start gaining more assets during the For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Relationship. Do you know what? A lot of people are like, oh my God, it's so offensive that you think that we should get a prenup. Like, you know, you're already talking about like not wanting to be together. I think it's more offensive to be like, hey, we're just too poor to ever need a prenup. Like we're never going to have enough money that we're going to be fighting over assets. Like why would you assume that about me? You think we can't make bank? You think we're not going to have a big home to fight over? Who's going to get the nice car? Like 
that would be a sign of concern personally for me in a relationship. Yeah. I also have like the same view as you. I almost feel like it's disrespectful to not want to talk about money with me, to not want to talk about uncomfortable scenarios, like your comfort levels in terms of money and you wanting to like keep things, like I guess like PC because money is taboo. Like that just shows me that you don't trust me or you feel like we're not going to communicate like effectively to bring like these topics up because I sure as hell absolutely wouldn't get married without one and like if you are in a position where you don't have a lot of um, money let's say you're you're both in careers where you're just kind of finding your way or you know you have just started university or finished university and you're both you know quite young it doesn't mean that you can't talk about money or prenups or growing wealth I think one of the things I personally find is that if you have good money habits, even when you don't have a lot of money, that's going to carry you through so much further. And it's like investing. People think investing is something you do when you're wealthy. And then it's like, no, investing is what you do to get wealthy. Same with prenups. Prenups are not just something you do when you have wealth. It's to protect you both when you get there. Another misconception that people have is that prenups, they're only relevant in the scenario of divorce i mean it's true it's super useful to have in terms of like having something in a written contract if you are going through a divorce it makes things a lot easier don't get me wrong but there's so many other benefits to a prenup because you kind of have like a more formal process where you guys know each other's like financial expectations and what ownership looks like. To Sim's point earlier, like it helps safeguard some other like legal processes like a will, inheritances, like your insurance policies. So complete myth. Don't believe that, sweetie. Fake news. Is that what your conclusion for that one is? It's fake news. This leads really well into the third misconception and that is that a prenup, it shows that you know you have a weak relationship and you're already thinking about separating whereas it's the opposite I think you've got enough respect for the relationship and you you're smart enough to think about how your future will look in terms of the other benefits we spoke about getting a prenup I mean why do you think that people think it makes your relationship weaker I will never understand this like to me getting a prenup is just the wisest thing in the world if you know that 50% of marriages end in divorce why on earth would you not have insurance if I came up to you as a insurance person and was like you have a 50% chance living in this neighborhood that your house will be flooded do you want flood insurance would you say no like would you actually say no exactly I love that analogy. It's insurance for your relationship. And I think talking about financial situations and your financial circumstances and also the ability to reach compromise within this process, because you might not agree on every single point in your prenup, but you're kind of like, okay, I'll let you have this one. That Those are two huge skills that you need to have in a relationship anyway. My theory is that people haven't had money conversations with their partners yet And they're just scared to learn something about them that they don't want to learn just before getting married. Because if you have talked to your partner about how much money you make, what are your thoughts, what are your money habits, then you're probably going to know how they feel about a prenup. Like if me and Sonia 
I keep referring to our like fake marriage. If we were to get married, I would know exactly what the pain points would be on our prenup, what she would agree with, what she wouldn't, because we talk about money all the time. But if I've never talked to my own future husband or or wife about money, then I would be so nervous to bring up that conversation. And yeah, then it would feel like I'm killing the mood. I'm being all serious. I think it's something that you need to have with a partner because you might learn something about them and go, shit, they're actually really crap with money and that's okay, but at least I know this going into the marriage. So one huge misconception, and I guess the last big misconception of today is that people think that you can only get a prenup before you're married and technically you can only get a prenup before you're married but if you're married and you're listening to this or you forget to get a prenup or you know something happens life gets busy you elope and it's you know not planned out and you haven't had a prenup you can still get a nup it's just called a post nup now post nup n-u-p and it is something that allows you to still put an illegal document in place while you're married for the occasion that if you get divorced or what happens with an you know inheritance and insurance and, and all of that. So it is no excuse if one partner is like, oh well, we should have got a prenup, but I guess we can't now. Haha. <laughs> you can like pull up your little post nup and be like, actually, we can still have this conversation. It is not the end of the world. A marriage or a relationship still can develop and still change and so why not your money habits a hundred percent because i think people think they have to stick to a prenup and they're like 10 15 20 years into their marriage and they think differently you guys just need to have a lawyer present to like change the rules but you can still edit the prenup that you decided on years ago i think with money and with finances in general for me personally, I feel like you need to have the conversation on a regular basis because things change, people change, your financial circumstances change. Like why can't this change, you know? A hundred percent. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Hmm, okay, they've convinced me, fine, I'll get a prenup at some stage in my life. But how do you even split it? Is it 50-50? What if someone earns so much more than the other person? I have got two examples of how to structure your prenup. The first is more of just an interesting example as opposed to something you have to take on and is actually Kim Kardashian's and Kanye West's prenup that they got two months before their marriage in 2014 because now that they are going through their divorce, the prenup information has become available. And so there's a couple of things to take into account that they're doing. One of them is that they have sort of laid out in very strict terms what is being included and what isn't so it's actually pretty simple first things first is that any gifts that have been given to each other during marriage are still kept by the receiver so Kanye West has gifted her like shares he's gifted her shares in like Disney and Adidas he's also given her like artwork that's four million dollars so everything that's involved in that the receiver gets to keep. Kanye West can't be like, actually, we're getting divorced, give that back, which makes it easier because those items might go up or down value over time. And that gets, you know, really tricky. That is so smart. So I like- Imagine if that wasn't in their divorce, how many weeks or months could they argue about that one point to reach a conclusion, you know? Exactly. And so- that's it wild. is so wild. So things like, yeah, $5 million in art, $4 million in cars, 
3.2 million in jewelry, including her wedding ring, which was $1.3 million in itself. The other thing that they are doing is that Kim Kardashian has, and I feel like this is Christian is doing, has a clause that for every year that she's married for, to Kanye where she gets a million dollars extra in her prenup divorce settlement. So if she's married to him for a year, she gets a million. If she's married to him for seven years and they divorce, she gets seven million up to 10 years. So up to 10 million. That's just for being together. Like you get awarded a million for making it a year. It's for a million dollars for being together up to 10 years. And I, this is not stated in like any clause because we don't actually have the official documentation. But the idea behind it is, my opinion, is that this is to almost make up for the time that she is taking to raise his children up to 10 years. Like the first 10 years of their kids' lives kind of, You know, he gets to move around a lot more if she doesn't. I mean, I bet they have nannies. Let's not act like she's a complete stay-at-home mother with four kids. But I think it's to account for the time off that she's having. They've also got their assets, so the homes that they have bought, that is all in the prenups, and their businesses are separated as well. So Kim obviously has all of her businesses that she has started before being married to Kanye, but also the ones that she made during being married to Kanye, they are separated. So if you start a business, you might want to include that. And if you haven't started a business, you might want to include a clause that if you do start one, is that going to be something that you do together or do you separate them? Now, going back to an example of maybe a way that you can structure your prenup that's more related to the everyday person One way that prenups are structured is either percentage-based or money-based. So let's say I have a net worth of $300,000 and Sonia has a net worth of $400,000. We can structure our prenups in a way that if we get divorced, I can give Sonia an extra $100,000 because that's what the difference was when we started. So when we combined our finances, I had $100,000 less in assets compared to her. So when we get divorced, I can give her $100,000 in assets to make up for that, or we can do it percentage base. So the percentage of the difference that we have, let's say we both make a lot more money down the track, I would just give her a percentage difference so that we're basically leaving where we started. So if she started off with a little bit more than me, we would leave with her still having a little bit more than me, just to make sure that when she leaves, her finances aren't affected negatively by being together but then some people might have clauses to say but you know sim was the caregiver or sim was the one that took more time off for the children or whatever so therefore we don't want that and it's just going to be 50 50 and that's fine too but it just goes to show it doesn't always have to be 50 50 I truly believe that you can have these tough conversations with the person you want to spend the rest of your life with this person is going to see you through thick and thin this person is going to see you at your best at your worst you're going to be vulnerable in so many ways I know talking about money is vulnerable I know it's not going to be easy so many of us come with money baggage that makes it harder to have the conversations to begin with but if you cannot feel comfortable to have a conversation about money with your future husband or wife or whoever this person is that you're committing your life to is that not a cause for concern 
that makes you want to talk about money. You might not get a prenup, but do you not want to start these conversations now and get a postnup later down the track? I just think you have so much to gain from doing it and quite literally nothing to lose. Anyway, I feel like this is a pretty good place to wrap up. I personally, I don't know if you can tell, but I would absolutely be able to talk about this for the rest of the night. But I think you guys probably have better things to do than listen to Sonia and I talk about prenups. We might probably just keep talking about this once we wrap up the episode. But in conclusion, a couple of things that I want you to be able to take away. One, Prenups have been around for a very long time. They are nothing new. It's not like this crazy concept that's come up. You just need a lawyer present. They cost around one to three K, which is actually not too costly for what you could lose if you don't have a prenup. Um, And it protects both spouses. There's also a lot of misconceptions that you need to be wealthy. You only need it for divorce so that it's a sign of weakness in your relationship or that, you know, you can only get it before marriage. But if there has been anything to take away from this episode is that they are all complete lies and you should definitely get one. Before we go, just a couple of things. Our book is on sale. Girlsthatinvest.com is where you can find it. But you can also find it in all major retailers around the world. We are talking the UK, US, Canada, India, New Zealand, Australia. Jump on, have it in your hands, take a picture of it. We want to see it. Thank you so much for the support so far. Um, And now the disclaimer. To finish off our disclaimer, so Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.